The first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Over humanity! The fires of frustration and discord are burning. And Let us not forget for a moment the toils and efforts that lie ahead. They say that those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. This is the History Lessons Podcast with certified financial planning practitioner Patrick Huey, author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor and your guide to financial wisdom in the past, present, and future. You ready? Good. Let's get historical. Historical? Indeed. This is the History Lessons Podcast for the week of October the 9th, 2023. I'm Patrick Huey, author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor. And if you're a modern investor seeking some historical perspective in this crazy world, once again, you're in the right place. This week, we'll be talking about comedic dramas, risky expeditions, and bearish biases. But first, the news. Well, this week's economic data gave me, at least, an ironic chuckle. Much-needed comedy amidst lots of geopolitical drama this week. Measurement for measurement. In September, the ISM Manufacturing Index increased to 49, indicating the 11th consecutive month of contraction, below 50, in the U.S. factory sector, though at a slightly slower pace than in previous months. Only five of 18 industries saw growth, with survey respondents citing concerns about recession, sluggish demand, and pressure to be more cost competitive from customers. The still merry merchants of the US. Conversely, the ISM non-manufacturing index declined to 53.6 in September, still in growth territory, showing continued expansion in the service sector, narrowly surpassing expectations. 13 of 18 major industries reported growth. Labor's love lost. Non-farm payrolls increased by 336,000 in September, surpassing the consensus expectation of 170,000. And the job gains were widespread, led by increases in leisure and hospitality, as well as healthcare and social assistance. This positive data is bad news for Fed watchers. This intense labor market performance raised the likelihood of an additional rate hike and suggested that the Federal Reserve keep short-term interest rates at current levels for a longer duration, possibly extending into 2024 and even beyond. Next up, we'll charge the Wayback Machine and head back in time for this week's history lesson. But first, this word. Interest rates are rising. And your annuity, purchased in the last decade, might not be keeping up, which means your financial plan may be falling behind. So if you own a deferred annuity, fixed, indexed, or variable worth more than $250,000, now is the time to review it and make sure it is doing all that it can for you and your financial plan. Let us help you keep your retirement on track. Introducing Victory Independent Planning. VIP turns complex financial matters into clear and confident solutions so you can relax and enjoy retirement whenever it arrives. Get the annuity review kit now. This complimentary kit includes a variety of checklists, resources, and ebooks to review the fees, features, and flexibility, or lack thereof, in your current annuity contract. 
It will even help you assess your overall investment goals and the people who are offering you advice. Get the kit today, because you can't teach an old annuity new tricks. To learn how VIP can help you review your annuity, click on the link in the show notes or go to victoryindependentplanning.com. That's victoryindependentplanning.com. Sign up for peace of mind today. Alexa, charge the Wayback Machine and set it for the year 1809 AD. Charging Wayback Machine. On October 11th, 1809, Meriwether Lewis died of an apparent suicide along the Natchez Trace in Tennessee. Meriwether Lewis was born on August 18, 1774, near Charlottesville, Virginia. And he's best known for his role as the Lewis and Clark Expedition Leader, also known as the Corps of Discovery, which explored the western portion of the United States from 1804 to 1806. Lewis and William Clark were tasked with mapping and documenting the newly acquired Louisiana Territory. During the expedition, Lewis and Clark's team encountered various Native American tribes, collected scientific data, and established diplomatic relations with indigenous peoples. They successfully reached the Pacific Ocean, achieving their primary goal, and returned to St. Louis in 1806, bringing back valuable information about the Western frontier. After the expedition, Lewis served as the governor of the Louisiana Territory, but difficulties marred his time in this role. He faced personal and financial troubles, including disputes over expenses incurred during the expedition. And Lewis's death came after a reported period of mental instability where he shot himself twice and attempted to finish the job with a razor. He ultimately succumbed to a gunshot wound to his abdomen. Now, some historians debate whether Lewis committed suicide or was murdered by bandits and the deed covered up for two centuries. If Lewis did suffer and die due to mental strain, He wouldn't be the only one of those who suffered the privations and stresses of exploring the American West in the early 19th century. Indeed, history is full of stories of such madness, where potential fame and fortune were not worth the risks endured. Lewis and Clark's expedition and Lewis's ultimate demise offer several investment lessons. Here are five. First, diversification. Lewis and Clark's success was partly due to their diverse team of experts, including botanists, hunters, interpreters, and soldiers. Having a deep bench of potential investment choices is essential for investors. Second, adaptability. Lewis and Clark had to adapt to unexpected challenges and changing circumstances during their journey. In investing, adaptability is crucial because markets can be unpredictable. Having that deep bench is meaningless if you aren't willing to call on different components when the time comes. Third, a long-term perspective. The expedition took over two years to complete. Don't expect overnight success. Talk about driving somebody mad. Fourth, preparation and planning. Lewis and Clark meticulously planned their expedition, gathering supplies, mapping routes, and seeking advice. And guess what? Everything still didn't go to plan. Likewise, investors should go to great lengths to develop specific plans for their retirement, investing, tax, and legacy goals, and they should update them often. Fifth, risk assessment, and this is the big one. Lewis and Clark faced numerous risks, including harsh weather, hostile encounters with Native American tribes, and the unknown terrain of the Western frontier. Just like in investing, understanding and assessing risks is crucial. 
For some, the risks will outweigh the potential awards. And that is okay. The good news is that for modern investors, it's become easier in the last 10 months to be a conservative investor than it has been for the last 10 years. There's no debate about how good that can be for the financial and mental health of those who are averse to high-risk ventures. Wayback Machine disengaged, returning to the year 2023. Finally this week, it's on to the mailbag. You've got mail. This message is from Mike, who says, my Chicago Bears snapped their 14-game losing streak this week. Congratulations. One that extended all the way back to last season. Lessons for investors? Yeah, sure. Sports fans are passionate and often emotionally invested in the performance of their favorite teams. When a team undergoes a prolonged period of poor performance, cognitive biases can come into play, distorting the perception of reality. Dubair's 14-game losing streak provides an intriguing case study to explore how recency bias and the hot hand fallacy can affect the team's performance and perhaps more importantly, fan reactions. Investors who are also passionate and emotionally devoted should take heed and take note of the lessons learned. So let's talk about recency bias. That's a cognitive bias where individuals tend to give more weight to recent events while underestimating the importance of past events. Recency bias may have influenced fan reactions, coaching decisions, and player performance assessments in the context of the Bears losing streak. During the losing streak, fans became increasingly, let's just say pessimistic about the team's chances, focusing on recent losses rather than considering the team's historical successes or potential for the future. Their most recent loss to Denver, a game they seemingly had in hand during the first half, comes to mind. This negative perception could lead to a decline in morale, affecting the team's overall performance. Coaches and management may have been more inclined to make drastic changes, just benching key players, or implementing new strategies due to the pressure created by recency bias. These decisions may or may not have been rational, but could have been influenced by the perceived need for immediate action. Moving on to the hot hand fallacy. The hot hand fallacy is a cognitive bias that leads people to believe that a person or team is most likely to succeed in the future if they have recently achieved. In the context of Bears losing streak, a hot hand fallacy might have influenced decisions regarding player rotations and strategies, kind of the opposite of the hot hand fallacy, call it the cold hand fallacy. Coaches and fans alike may have fallen into the trap of believing that changing players in and out of the lineup would break the losing streak. And this could lead to constant changes in the roster, disrupting team cohesion and chemistry, and not necessarily improving performance. The Bears 14 game losing streak is a case study in cognitive bias and how it can influ influence sports outcomes decisions, and perceptions. Biases can impact fan reactions, coaching choices, and player performances, potentially exacerbating a team's struggles during a challenging period. Now, investors, you too should engage in data-driven analysis and avoid biased in interpretations of your performance that can decrease your chances of ultimate success. You want to be able to do your own Super Bowl shuffle someday, right? 
Well, my fellow historians, that is all for this week. Check out my book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor. It's available on Amazon.com. And it's got all those behavioral biases and more. And be sure to do all the social stuff, liking, sharing, and following us on Substack, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. Until next week, when we'll take another rollicking romp through the past and make an investment in your financial future with history lessons for the modern investor. See you next week.